Hello, this is Jeremy Newbegin, and I have with me Rob and Bill, and uh, welcome to our podcast. We haven't done one for ages, and um, we've been talking before we started this podcast about financial matters, because of everything that's going on at the moment, and um, and the way the world system is set up, mm. and it, it, the, 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 the picture that we've painted is if you like of a balloon that's been blown up and blown up and blown up mm. and we know that it's very soon if we keep blowing air into it the balloon's going to pop and there is a view not everyone agrees to this but there is a view that that balloon is now exceedingly large and is very close to mm. bursting so I wanted to start the podcast with that foundation of our discussion and I wanted us to look at it from a spiritual aspect now because mm. I think, and, and this is very hard for probably most people in this world to look at it from a spiritual aspect, it's not something, it's something very alien to them isn't it, uh, but we know because we know that God created everything and we know that he's in charge mm. despite what other people may think mm. and we know ultimately that we've got nothing to worry about mm -hmm. because it, if he was able to create heaven and earth then the problems that we've been discussing the financial problems are absolutely nothing true to him and, and we know anyway don't we that jesus there'll be a, a returning of jesus at some point and he will reign on this earth for a thousand years yeah. And um, we know that his decision making is going to be perfect. And at that point, we are saved in inverted commas. Yes. We're saved now, but we will be saved then as well. We'll we be will. saved from the tribulation. We'll be saved in terms of mind, body, and soul, won't we? So we ain't going to be here. Mind, body, and soul, that's not right, is it? Spirit, Spirit soul, and body. Yeah. We won't be here. We'll eh? We won't be here. We won't be here on this earth in that thousand years. I don't know. I don't pretend to understand. No, well, he takes us up format. in the air, is what he says. Yeah, he meets us in the air. He does, but I think he comes. I think we. He, he yeah, comes I think back you're right. Yeah, yeah, but, you're right. But, but you know, I'm not too fussed about that. No. I don't know how that's going to work out, because living today, Bill and I were talking about it before you, you came along, Rob. Living today's got enough problems <laughs> yeah, of its own without trying true. to second guess what it's going to be like then. But it is interesting though, isn't it? Because there is, I think within Christendom there is that, there's a real spectrum of views on, on that. I know that isn't what we started off talking about, but you know, there is a view on that, isn't there? A whole spectrum of the whole rapture and, and afterlife and really you can get so caught up in that. I know. Really caught, to the extent what it dictates your day and I'm like, Quite a few teachers that we listen to, they've got the view of just get on with life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, believe in it because it has to. It has to weave its way into our thinking, doesn't it? But you've got to be careful about just getting on with life. True. Because we know that most people in this world haven't got any clue that there's a God. I meant they, us getting on with life. Yeah. Oh, you meant that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but not. But let's not get caught up in it. Yeah. Because most of it's garbage, True. isn't it? True. Well, it's non not biblical. It's not. Number. It's nonsense. Yeah. You know, and and their strategies. We talked about chancellors and the decisions they made about the property market and one thing or another. You know, they come up with these plans, but 
as we've discussed, actually those plans have all they've done is they've created bigger problems. But their mm. pro the problems got so big. But I mean, most of those guys that made those decisions, like Margaret Thatcher, for example, mm. they aren't here anymore. Mm. They haven't got to pick up the pieces. True. It's a bit like the argument about climate change. And we can all have a different view on climate change. I know we feel differently about that. Mm. But, you know, the motivation, and I can understand it for some people, is that, you know, we've got to think about our children and our grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a that's a very yeah. responsible way of looking at it. It's things. a biblical way of looking at it. It's a good way of looking at it. Yes, you're right. It is biblical. So, you know, it's it, it, the reality is that trusting what most of these guys are doing. I mean, the politicians. Let's be frank about it. They know nothing. I mean, they think they know. They think they're clever, but they're demonstrating that they aren't clever because they haven't made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior for a start yeah. off. You know, they've rejected him more than anything. And, mm. you know, mm. so someone new who might be listening into this, they might think, well, that's that's a bit outrageous. Well, you know, it's just, it's a statement of truth. And and it will only be realised when the time comes, won't True. it? True. Until then, it will be, for a lot of people, fiction. It will be, yeah. it'll be the classic... I don't have to worry about it. It's a bit like my father-in-law when he was mm. on his deathbed, mm. you know, and I said to him for the umpteenth time, you know, have you thought any more about Jesus mm. Christ and what he's done for you? And he said, I don't believe that rubbish. Even at that point. And, wow. And, and, That's pretty hard. And, hard I, and, I, and I said, but, you know, what about the future for you? And he says, oh, well, I'll be dead, won't I? But, of course, we know that he doesn't understand what's actually going to happen. Yeah, what dead actually means. And the reality is, as we know, everyone lives forever. Good point. You either live in heaven or you live in hell. True. <laughs> and I was thinking, it was Andrew Womack, funny enough, was touching on this yesterday in one of his teachings. And I was thinking to myself, and I've thought about this before, and I'm sure you guys have, you know, that's harsh. People that have not made Jesus Christ their Lord and Saviour are going to live forever in hell which is what which is hell it's it's not a good place because they, it's permanently separated from god it's permanently separated from god mm. and and the, and they're suffer, they're going to suffer big time because and i'm thinking I, I i had that thought mm. that's not very compassionate god is <laughs> it <laughs> but i suppose he would pretty, say pretty final yeah it is final yeah but, true but i suppose he would say well with respect you know You've had all your lives True. to see yeah. what I've done. Look the fact, here, through a yes, window, I can see just it. by looking around you, yeah. the wonders of this planet, yeah. and the the blessings that we have, just the creation of a human being, being able yeah. to see and hear, taste and smell and feel, and you know, all those things. And I know that there are some that haven't haven't had the full benefit of those attributes. I understand that. Mm. There's reasons for that, which we won't touch on right now, otherwise we'll go off on a tangent. Mm. But this is what I wanted to talk about, and you know we can drop it if you if you feel that it's the right thing to do. But what I want to talk about is about coming to that place of trusting God. Mm. Of you know, but you've got to acknowledge there is a God to start with. True. If you haven't acknowledged that there is a God to start with, then you're obviously you're not going to trust God. Because as far as you're concerned, he doesn't exist. Just like my father-in-law mm. just persuaded himself, despite the fact that he was on his deathbed, within hours of dying, 
and he said, it is, I'm not going to be here. And you think, that's such crazy thinking. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but my simplistic mind tells me, this can't be all that it is. <laughs> I don't believe it. And then we know it isn't. We do know it isn't. We know it isn't. And yet the stupid people think that, you know, we're here and we're gone tomorrow and that's it. We are no more. And that's the problem. The God of this world, biblical term, small g, has blinded the minds of people. Yeah. And the only reason that you and I can sit here is simply his grace. There, there, is, there is nothing else. No. There, is, there really isn't anything else. He, yes. he is, he's opened our eyes in the first instance. And then I guess he gave us the capacity, as he does everyone, the ability to take hold of that, what he's opened our eyes to. You know, it, initially, whether that... I can remember what would it be now, 23 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, when I first started asking some serious questions and going to church and things like that, I can remember even having dreams where I was, I was inverted commas, a non-believer. I hadn't made any commitment, but I, I was having dreams where I was, I remember it very vividly, where there was a bright light behind two doors that had glass in them. That was a dream. I mean, I rarely remember dreams. That was a dream. And I knew it was God on the other side. I mean, that, how clear is that? Never had anything like that in my life. And that was a clear invitation from God. Now I suppose, this, I, 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 be honest, I'm not settled on it. There's some parts that I'm still not settled on, how it all works, and maybe we're all the same on that. I don't know. But it's like, yeah, but I've, I feel sometimes I've had more opportunity than others. Do you know, do you know what I mean yeah, by that? And I'm you, like, well, how, but how can but I you don't, you don't know that. Well, and actually, to be, well, You've got no yeah, I partook of it. Yeah, you don't know what other people's True. opportunities are. No, but I partook of it, and that was, he gave me the, the ability to partake of it. So why isn't he giving me? Others that part But he has. Well, he has. But they just so they've they've made a different choice. It's still, it's still their choice. They've made a different choice. But I don't feel, but that makes me feel like I'm a little bit better than someone else because I, because I partook of it. Well, I mean, you're not better, are you? You're just no. using the faith that God gave yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, true. They're not using the faith. I mean, Jack, you know, my father-in-law, I, I was very clear about what the gospel message is about. And we have a good relationship, he and I. He doesn't regard me as being... A religious fanatic or anything. Mm. He just knows that I'm a believer. And no, um, you care. He knows you care. Well, I don't know about that. You'll have to ask him. I don't know. But anyway, the reality is that he he just didn't see it. He, he just chose to, to ignore it. And I think it's a bit like I talked about the financial things before we started the pod, podcast. People have made a decision. And you know what? I reckon most of them if not all of them, have said, well, if it don't work out, I'm not going to be here anyway. You pick up the pieces. And the reality is, as we know, that because we are God's creation, and you touched on it just now, each one of us has within us... Innately. God. Innately. We've been created by him. Non-believer or believer, so every non -be human. No, no, I mean yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody, that's in the Bible. Everybody's been given faith. True. Everybody's been given faith. True. Uh, you know, I know there are some that don't believe that, and let, let, we'll just briefly touch on that. Mm. It's got to be true, because the only way you can be saved is by believing, by choosing to believe. You're not saved because Jesus did something, and it's just yours. Yes. That's grace. True. Grace on its own is not the gospel. Grace and faith is the gospel message. Yes, and this is the point you're making. 
It's about people using the faith. This is, this is the point, Rob. Everybody's been given faith. Yeah. God has not been unfair to anybody. Everybody that he's created has been given faith. It's down to us as to whether we use it or not. That's why we see so many Christians who are not living out the full impact of what Jesus Christ did for them. Because they're not believing the full gospel message. They're believing in the forgiveness of sins. Mm. And then the rest is something that will, they'll benefit from when they go to heaven. They don't believe that there's anything else but the forgiveness of sins. And you and I know that's not true. And and therefore it's about faith, accessing grace. It's it's how many times have we talked about this? And the problem that we have today is that most decision makers that are running our planet do not believe in God. Yep. And because they do not believe in God, well, they don't know it, some of them do, but most of them don't know it, they're in the devil's camp. Because you're either in one or the other. It's like the, Satan is the God of Israel, is it? Yes. At the moment. Yes. Oh, he, well, he always is. Yeah, he always has been, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what Jesus said in... Fallen world at some yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But even though Jesus came back and gave each of us the ability and the authority when we believe in him to not be subject to him, to the enemy, mm. it's still, Jesus still himself said, the God of this world. Yeah. To, to, Paul said it, the God of this world, small g. With a small g, yeah. He, he doesn't have authority. And he's even uh, considered a beautiful, attractive thing, isn't he? Yeah. Well, Halloween. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that winds me up something wrong Halloween I, I said <laughs> I said this morning to Yvonne yesterday sorry touched on Halloween and she said it's only a bit of fun and I said I don't believe you just said that and that's the yeah. problem yep Pe people have been persuaded that it's only a bit of fun how can scaring people be a bit of fun how can we have accepted trick or treat you know if you don't treat me I'm gonna trick you you know I mean it's bizarre it's nonsense it's evil at it the very center of it and it's been it's been packaged in a bit of good fun another Trojan horse for you absolutely uh, it's 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 awful I'm glad to say that, and they haven't for ages, no one came knocking on my door. I, did, I was going to give them an apple if, if they knocked on my door. For my, Did you really? I would have given them an apple, yeah. Well, interestingly, I, my um, Jane... And then said, Jesus loves you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, Sorry. some people use that as an opportunity, don't they? Yeah. I guess. Absolutely. But my son went out last night to a friend's house, and I hadn't... I genuinely hadn't made the link that he was going to what is he 13 that he was going to a mate's house and there was a Halloween link oh, Halloween link yeah. and he'd been talking about it for about a week and it was only last night after he'd gone that I said oh what are they doing man and, oh, oh. And, and my wife was saying things like well if you go out you know just make sure you make good decisions which is good counsel because mm. she normally says that so I didn't think anything of it mm -hmm. but it was only after once he'd gone I'm like 
And then, of course, I had to mention it very gently to my wife that I would like to have known, because she knew, but didn't let me know. So that, uh, but then again, you know what? It's a thin line, isn't it? As my kids get older, I don't know what you think, both being parents, but there is a point where we always say, don't we, about handing them over and casting them, because they are a care onto God. I understand that bit, and that's an ongoing process. But my kids are 16 and 13 now. They have developed a will and a decision-making process. Mm. Now, when they're one and two, you can obviously you can take them to a church, you can turn them this, you, and, and it's absorbed, and they don't question it. But there is a point at which... Not they have to think step, for themselves. They have to think for themselves, and you have to allow them. I believe I don't know what you think about this, but almost allow them to make... Yeah, but you've gently shown them yeah. what is a good decision. Yeah. as Sue says and what's a bad decision yeah. Yeah, But and you know and I know they're going to make bad decisions so the point you're making is they'll sometimes make bad decisions they've just got to deal with it and it burns out that desire to go to Halloween yes. to go or to well, get drunk so. it bur- yeah true the, that's, that's a the problem point. is it's peer pressure isn't it because if you don't go to yeah. these things then people start treating you differently you know what I think my kids and I, it sounds a bit big headed I don't know what you think about yours but my, my kids I, I actually genuinely believe we've instilled such you know the best that we can in them so that they now this stuff does burn out you know what I mean mm. as in a desire to do something rather than going all the time no 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 mm. it's I don't know when that line is where you say yes to things I, I'm not clear on that but there is definitely there's definitely stuff my, my daughter for example she wanted to go out graffitiing which is just <laughs> not her character at all one of her mates was doing it she was going out at night oh, graffitiing all right had a really bad experience. We, we told them what would happen or what could happen, but we said, me and Sue between us, we are going to let that burn out. <laughs> now, of course, you are hoping, aren't you, that it does burn out, as you said, <laughs> it doesn't become a habit. But again, that's the thought, that's the point. You've instilled good values in these kids to the extent where they can work out that is not a good decision, as opposed to just going, oh, I'm going to go along with this. The problem is, though, they're influenced by their peers. I mean, a classic story, Luke won't mind me sharing this. It's, you know, it's hardly going to be heard by Quite. millions of people. You know, he made a bad decision. He had a, a mate of his who said, let's go into town. Let's do a bit of shoplifting. And uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I mean, he, he, he wouldn't say boo to a goose. I could not believe it. I got a phone call from the police to say, we've got your son here in the cell in the old Southampton. Uh, I, th- I thought the world was coming to an end. And then they explained what had happened. They'd gone to JB Sports, JD Sports, and um, they they'd um, stolen a pair of um, trainers or something. And um, you know, after everything that I'd talked to him about, he he succumbed. The good thing is that the police officer that arrested him said to me, took me to one side, says. And, and I, I said, oh, that's, that's, that's brilliant. I said, um, yeah, that'll, that'll really challenge him. Whether it did totally, mm. I think it did for a short while. Mm. <laughs> and the reality is our kids are going to make one decision. So my, I mean, my son's now in his early 30s, and he says to me, I can't believe some of the stupid things I did there. Um, but you know what? 
we're their dads mm. and we stand by them whatever wrong decision they make mm, exactly. they need to know that we love them yeah. and we don't say to them I'm washing my hands of you mm. could never do it anyway no I could never do that and and I think you know it's it is grace you know that that is love not based on performance <laughs> obviously mm. it's based on it's based on grace you love you love them yeah yeah you're not loving them because they're performing well yes you you probably like them more when they perform well and don't like them as much when they don't perform well mm. but your love is still as strong as ever for them and that's the love that god has mm. for us that's you know we've talked mm. about it i mean we know that it's the love of god which breaks through everything and changes how we look at things yeah doesn't it yeah and and as we've experienced that revelation of god's love has given us a security we know that our father loves us don't we mm -hmm. and the same with our kids they know that their dads love them despite the things that they do sometimes not every dad does that I have to admit but you know that's the wonderful thing about the journey that we're on in getting to know God because we're able to for anyone that's listening how are we able to get to know God because we've believed that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior that he went to the cross mm. and bore our sins upon himself and exchanged our sins for his righteousness so that we then, in believing in Jesus Christ, became righteous, yeah. in right standing with God, yeah. and then we're able to have a relationship with God, because God yeah. could not have a relationship with anyone where sin was an obstacle. Yeah. And and that's that's the whole point of God sending Jesus Christ yeah. to come and save us, yeah. um, to get to know him, yeah. and therefore sin had to be dealt with yeah. once forever. Yeah. And... Um, and that's the good news message in a very, very quick few seconds. And, and and we now have confidence. We know that our relationship with God isn't based on our performance at all. Yeah. How long has that taken me? 30 odd years of being a Christian to fully understand that. And at long last realize that my by my trying to perform well, that I somehow um, benefited from greater favour from God um, that's a lie from the pit of hell well the irony is is that you performed better once you stopped trying to perform to earn his righteousness B because you, you produce greater fruit Perf because, because you're trying not to produce fruit perform <laughs> is not the word I'd use no I've learnt to use my faith yeah more yeah whereas before I parked it in a cupboard in the basement of my house <laughs> and, it, and it gathered dust for most of the time and um, I've learnt to yes. use my faith more and trust in him it's, 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 yes. that's what we're doing now by yeah, believing in, in being in right standing with God and not our performance that's using our faith yeah I see what you're saying yeah, to believe yeah. in God yeah. it's the righteous consciousness is using our faith I suppose my point was so, for example, you'll be more 
effective, if that's a word that we can use, more effective, well it is a word, Jesus was into effectiveness, we can be more effective, we can help more people, more people can get healed, more people can get saved, True. because we are trusting in him, yes. because we're not trusting in our no. our own ability. It's the same with finances, isn't it? Yeah. If, you know, if we're, if we're petrified that we're going to be poor in poverty, um, then we're going to keep our money at all costs if we're totally convinced that God is our provider whatever the circumstances mm. then we will be generous yeah, true. because we're not relying upon our own ability yeah. we're relying upon the ability of God to provide for us and as we're learning which is why we've been together because we've got different examples of that we're learning how many different ways that God achieves that and you know there are many ways that we haven't even touched on of how he provides for us yeah. some miraculous ways and odd ways mm. you know mm. Mm. you know a check out of the blue from someone that we never heard of before you know that's, mm. just, that's an obvious example of something miraculous but or, or just the generosity of our friends yeah. you know or whatever yeah. Or, or the ability, because God gave us the ability, to create wealth. Every yeah. human being. You're right. And is that through, in inverted commas, hard work? Well, I think the harder you work, the, the clearly the better you... You know, if, you, if, if we truly believe that we don't have to work hard to prosper, then we're, we're totally wrong. I suppose it's what one's definition of hard work is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't work 24 hours a day yeah, because yeah. because then you fall into the... Surely you fall, in, fall into the thinking of, well, if I don't work hard, then I'm, I'm going to go yeah. without. Yeah. Then, Well, that's a form of unbelief, isn't it? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, yeah. I know what you're touching on. I, mm. I think God honours a hard worker. Yes. Well, anyway, I think, or certainly not idle. Well, not and, idle. And I think... People honour hard workers. Yeah, yeah, true. You true. Know, course. If if in in our industry, mm. if we're seeing more people, we'll probably get more business. Yeah. It's yeah. logical. Yeah. I mean, you can be clever and focus your what time you allocate to work mm. on more affluent people. Yes, I accept that. Um, that that's likely to provide but God doesn't just provide for our businesses I'm a classic True. example of that you know he, he does use our, our hands and he does you know he does gives us you know if we work harder then we will see benefits of that and I know many people work hard they don't see many benefits Quite. That. but that's because they don't believe in him um, it has to be together doesn't it if we're going to do hard work in inverted commas it has to be when we believe I think, in him I think there are there are many Christians that work very hard and and are subject to a lot of poverty, and I I fully believe that it's the mindset, it's the poverty mindset, because this is the key to everything in our lives. God's word is true. Nothing that God says is a lie. Nothing that God says is a contradiction. We might think there may be contradictions sometimes, but they never are. No. They're just misunderstandings. And Luke six. Verse 38 says, give, mm. and it will be given unto you. Yep. So if we're giving, whether it be our time or our money 
or our resources, it will be returned to us. Press down. Press down. More will be put yeah. into our lap. Yeah. So that is the, that is the principle of the kingdom of God, because God is the giver of all givers. He's the most generous mm. giver there ever ever was or ever will be, and He doesn't stop giving to us. So just on a practical note, then learning to be that generous person that that God is. What is would you say the st- so I'm thinking about the listener and for us. What is the starting point to start developing that mindset? Is it the is the starting point? This is where I would start. I don't know what you think. Is the starting point to develop that mindset of being generous and actually see who he is? Rather than just going, as opposed to, right, I'm going to give my money away. <laughs> you know, that, that isn't the starting point in my view. The starting point is seeing who he is. You can only forgive someone when you, the, the more you can, the more you see how much you've been forgiven, the more you can forgive someone. Yeah, I, I'd accept that. The great, the more we know how much we're loved, the more we can love someone. So it's in some ways pointless to try and develop that generous mindset by solely, not, not you know, solely giving everything away. The start point, like anything, start in the right direction is surely to know who God is and that he is kind, he is generous, mm. he is merciful, he's given, it, he's given everything to me. But how is that achieved then? Well, again, you can keep going, can't you? Let's go back. I, I, that's what I'm trying to do is get to the source. It's the chicken and egg situation. Yeah, oh, I see, right, yeah. The, the reality. Faith without works. Mm-hmm. Faith, Faith without works. works. Faith without yeah. works. But, but, but also, as we've experienced, as we've done the word of God, yes. and not just talked about True. it, True. and read it, as we've done it, We've yes. seen the fruit of it. Yeah, so it's tandem then. It's, it's so two, it's, it's when we're doing the word that God reveals Himself to us. True, but I just just compare it to healing then, for example. So I was doing all the ministering to people, as we know, but I I wasn't in a relationship in inverted commas, a communing relationship with God at the time. Yes, you were. I wasn't. Yes, you were. Well, I was in a relationship with God, but I wasn't in a communing relationship. I chose my words carefully. No, in I your spirit, you were. I was. You were perfect. But I wasn't communing with Him. I wasn't talking it through with him. You were misunderstanding the relationship, yes. So were. these things need to you be don't done. Have to achieve anything, do you, to be in a good relationship with God? No. no. Not at all. No, it's, it's, no. A, it's a gift. Yeah. No. Given by Jesus Christ. Yeah. As in, you are connected, we are connected, there's nothing You're that can separate us. Yeah. Our spirit is born again. But yeah. you have it's to perfect. do it. I've had to, I don't know about you two, I've had to, and I'm still developing that ability to talk with him, commune with him. When it's well, a, when of course, it's, so are know, we all. So that's what I mean. Yeah. I wasn't in that relationship in inverted commas with him. But still ministering to people, seeing them getting healed. So surely the best results that we can achieve, if you want to call it that, is by doing that, by doing the work, of course, but also in tandem, being actually, I know we're in relationship, but being in communing relationship with him, involving him in the process. Well, how do you do that, though, Rob? How do you involve him in the process if you're not doing it? No, no, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying you do no, it No, I know you're not saying not doing it, mm. but how do you involve him? Well, this, this, uh, you this, know, this at the very exa- beginning, okay. when you've just been born again and you know, matter of days or whatever, yeah, well, and someone says to you, you know, you're now, you've now got this access to God, your Heavenly Father, mm. all right, Jesus is, has opened up this relationship now with your Heavenly Father, mm. and he says, that's great, how do, I, how do I develop that relationship? Great question, isn't it? Certainly by, well, right. to know the answer. Well, th- well, you come up with the answer, you start by doing it, you're absolutely right. You spend time with him. And at the same time, but also in that moment, Jeremy, surely in that moment, I don't mean 
when you because because that's what we've learned, haven't we? You know, from the teaching we've had about, for example, ministering healing to people, is this is what I heard when I was taught it is you don't have to communicate with God while you're doing it because the problem isn't God's problem. You're talking to the condition. Well, then I took that being Rob to the nth degree and like, oh, well, I never have to involve God in the process. <laughs> As in, I don't, I'm not talking right. to God while I'm ministering to this person. We are, of course, you're kind of multitasking anyway, so it might not work. But I'm talking about, well, let's, let's use our other friend, Gavin, who we prayed for that time in the park. Now, I don't know about you, but when we, when we spoke to that demon and told it to get out, that was the. It was at that point where I communicated with God and went, "That's your problem now." So I actually, in my mind, I thought that problem now is yours, God. So that is me involving Him in the process. So it is doing the word. And yet, God said to you, "Well, you don't need it to remind me." I know. <laughs> no, that's for my benefit. But to let it go. It like the Holy Spirit does the work, the the communication, isn't it? And the Holy Spirit is our helper. Yeah. Is our teacher, but that, that will minister to someone, won't it? And we do our bit, which um, I don't know how that links, but we're not expected to do God's bit, are we? No, because I, as Rob on my own, can't cast a demon no. out. No, and 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 but also, we speak, we've got authority to. And also, we don't yes. convict no. the person; it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. Yeah. So, so our job yeah. is to is yeah. to is to is to demonstrate the goodness of God, yeah. either proclaim it. Or do it yeah. through healing, through giving, you know, yeah, through anything that will bless yeah. the individual. We're demonstrating yeah. the goodness of God. That links a bit to what I was listening to and Andrew Womack thing on marriage, saying, you know, your job isn't to sort of provide justice to your partner, you know, spouse or whatever, as in, you know, point out their mistakes because. You know, in any marriage, <laughs> everyone's gonna. We should laugh. <laughs> Sorry to laugh at that point. No. <laughs> but if you're working on that basis, then well, you'll have a never-ending never well, that, like supply a, of things to. That's the classic. About. And if you get it the other way, it's just gonna. Well, it, it's like it's like the up. brethren standing yeah. on the street corner yeah. in Eastleigh Town Centre, High Street. I can remember it like it was yesterday, yeah. telling everybody they're going to hell. Yeah. And actually believing that was doing anybody any good whatsoever. It yeah. was doing absolutely no good. You know what does our partners good? Mm. Telling them how good they are. Yeah, but what I was going to lead to was, was we've got to demonstrate this unconditional love, which only God can True. give us. But it's sort of letting that flow through us to, to yes. other people. Yes. But, kind of, but then he, Andy went on to say... You've kind of got to experience that and have revelation of that. Absolutely. To show that to other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, coming back to Rob's point, how do I experience some of this stuff? This communication. Or you felt mm. you weren't communing with God, but mm. again, I'd like to know how you kind of get that revelation of God's love. So easy. yeah, I've, I've easy peasy. I've prayed for it. I know what the answer it. is. It's the Holy Spirit's job. Yeah. It's a bit like the conviction thing. We leave yeah. it to the Holy Spirit. That mm. you only have to ask the Holy Spirit, Bill. Yeah. It is that simple. This is why he sent the Holy Spirit. Mm. He's our helper. But he can only help us if we ask him. Mm. He, he does not force himself upon us. Mm. So I spent most of my Christian life not asking the Holy Spirit. Well, I've prayed as soon as I started to ask the Holy Spirit, yeah. I got the answers. 
They may they weren't immediate. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes they took days. Mm. Sometimes they took weeks. Sometimes they only took hours. Mm. But I pray for yeah, the revelation of God's love. I pray for revelation of you know everything that the meaning of the cross. Um, so yeah, some some of it's landed, but like I've said before, it's not as if it's been revealed to me in such a great way. I can go out and. But it will. You're yeah. you're expecting. It's the classic mistake of people today. You're expecting yeah. instant results, man. Mm. I mean, I was saved when I was 32. I'm 69 years of age, yeah. and it's only been in the last five, six years that I've started to really understand mm. what Jesus did for me. Mm. I mean, really understand. Mm. It was all theory. And now, and why is that? Why did? Why was that problem? It's because I didn't understand that I only had to ask the Holy Spirit. But how do we strengthen ourselves and build ourselves up? So if, if Robbie said you weren't, didn't feel like you were communing with God mm. well enough, and mm. you know, I relate to that. You know, things are better than they have been mm. in the past, but sometimes you kind of struggle with different things, emotions and, and stuff. But it's. Yeah, how, how do you build yourself up? You meet, you, you don't, you don't stop meeting with like-minded mm. people no, this, this who will encourage you, who mm. will help you, and that. But, you, but, but when you're on your own, yeah. that's maturity. It comes, you know, a wine, a good wine doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It's maturity, Bill. I'd love to be able to have conversations and have real conviction when I'm talking to work colleagues or, or other you people will. just to... You will, Bill, you will. A lot, there, a lot there, there was a conversation between two people and there was a bit of a put down to someone who, uh, talking about someone who said, don't ring this client in the morning because they'll be going to church. There was a bit of sniggering going on and some uh, comment and, you know, not that I was going to go in and sort of... Correct them. Challenge them or, yeah. or whatever. I want to put it across in a more positive way, but... Um, yeah, it's just having that confidence to go out and deliver. That's it, right. But I, I, I wanted to bring up, I'm glad yeah, you brought up church again. That's 90 plus percent of the population, isn't it? I think this is, mm. the, personally, I know mm. you guys know how I feel about this. You know, you touched on it earlier on, Rob. You know, let's not fool ourselves in thinking that the church has the answers. Because it doesn't. Most of the church, as we know it, mm. has the wrong answers. I mean, it's an awful fact, but it, it's a it, it's the reality. It's our experience. We know it to be true, mm. and therefore we need to be very careful who we spend time with. Mm. And when we say the church hasn't got the answers, just thinking about the listener, what we mean by that is they're not. Well, I'm, I'm assuming I'll, I'll, I'll give the answer, <laughs> and you tell me if you, this is what you were thinking. <laughs> It doesn't produce. It doesn't produce maturity in us as individuals. I, I wasn't matured in inverted. I've matured, yeah, yeah. as in my relationship with God, my understanding of what He did for me, my understanding of His love. When I've been out of mainstream church. Absolutely. Now, now, have I applied myself? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this is this is yeah. church first and foremost. What we're Absolutely. doing. But this is, and this is a model as well, isn't it? You see, church, yeah. thousand people, ten thousand people. Am I against ten thousand people churches? No. But if this isn't happening, where people are growing. And learning to trust God, surely that's the sign, isn't it? Of, and, and, and I wasn't, I didn't trust God to when be I was going to church. To be fair to the house, 
church movement. They they had a, a, a good solution, and it was called it was called house meetings, meeting in each other's houses mm. during the week, because the it was being in small groups that we were able to share with each other. Mm. Not very well in those days, to be fair, because no. you did you know you did you didn't want to make yourself no. too vulnerable. No. Whereas in this environment, I can say very quite very clearly, I'm more than happy to to be vulnerable and share yeah, really the thoughts. Very open with each other. Yes. And that's, that's good. Um, but it's more than that, isn't it, as well? Growth is more than just being yeah. vulnerable, isn't it? It's knowing the truth. It is. It's walking the truth out. Yeah, it's doing it's it, as you it, say. It's doing it, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's knowing it, first and foremost. But a lot of people know the truth, don't they? Yeah. So it can only be, because as you're saying all that, I'm thinking... How have we not grasped this? The church, body of Christ, because we're not doing it. Absolutely. So we're not, we're not. And church has become a show, hasn't it? You know, it's a show. You, you sit down, you watch people do stuff, and and you're not, you're not really participating. You're an audience. Yeah, you're not doing it again. If you're, you? Yeah, if you're too reactive, just sort of listening. And you're an audience. Not expected to do much. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think yeah. in this culture, don't you think the Western culture, the passive culture, if oh, you want to call it that. Yeah. Where it's like, just give me, just give me more, and I'll just, and I've done that. I was, I was there for fifteen years. That's why I didn't. So I'm not blaming per se or wholly the church. I, I have to take responsibility for that mm. first and foremost because I didn't well, no. partake I, of what no. I've learned. When you're, when you're a brand spanking new Christian, you're being taught, and the people that have taken the responsibility on their shoulders to teach and have the privilege of being leaders have to understand responsibility comes with that that they're teaching probably mm. you know I was thinking as we were talking just now about the Quakers because mm. I can remember I had a couple of Quaker clients of mine from my ethical investment days mm. and they invited me along to one in Southampton and I went along never been to it before and because it was originally a Christian movement it mm. isn't anymore yeah it's into faith now but they were all sat, sat in a circle yeah yeah <coughs> and, and they kept quiet yeah, that's, that's what I heard they do, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. then, when you're led, mm. when you're ready, you can say something. Mm. And it's a wonderful way of doing it. Mm. it because it re it's opening it up. There isn't one particular leader mm. yeah. who's decided, you know, on their quiet time, two hours previous, exactly how this is going to go. Yeah, I see. And, and, and golf's, golf's meetings house group meetings were similar to that I can remember it and we used to laugh because I mean Goff was our first house group mm. I think he was your first house really group have an agenda, didn't he I didn't <laughs> he was a fruit and veg guy was Goff he ran his own business self-employed and he worked long hours and so he didn't have time to mm. plan but that was the beauty of it mm. so when we had the meeting he would say, right, everybody, let's be silent and let's wait for the Holy Spirit <laughs> to move amongst us. Mm, and then yeah. someone would say something. Mm. It was just, mm. and it was wonderful. We had some wonderful times. Yeah. And, um, and, and that is a demonstration of where, and, and admittedly, you've got to have confidence. So the smaller the group, the better it is. And... And the more regular you've met, mm. the more intimately you know each other, you know you can be more 
vulnerable for want of a better but way look, of putting it. Isn't that wonderful? That's a great example of how we get you get the opportunity to practice hearing God. Yes. Mm. So again, it's practice. It's, yes. it's giving the opportunity to do it, to yes. do the word, rather than passively sitting to listening to a guy up front. <coughs> Old um, is it Mark Ives? Mark Isles. Um, he's very much into the prophetic, and um, I, I, you know, I worked with him for about a year mm. where I was carrying his bags because I wanted to know more mm. about the prophetic. And but the way he he shaped his meetings, I mean, yes, he was the the teacher, mm. but he would he would bring very very clever. I, I'm not saying that he necessarily was the first person that thought of this. I suspect not. But he put on the table before the meetings either postcards or photographs or models, little, you know, trinkets. And the idea was that before, when the meeting started, you were all told, right, now go to the, well, we'd be in separate tables so that table where you'd go up to the main table this now is the leaders I and think. pick out pick, no every, everybody who's on oh. the course oh right oh, oh yeah. the course right okay. pick out something that takes your fancy oh, okay. so you'd pick it up you take it back and sit down everyone had something okay. and then we were encouraged to go t to someone with whatever we had in our mm -hmm. hand mm -hmm. and give a prophetic message to the right, person right using the right, object right clever very clever because it's getting them to do the word it's getting them to do the word it's 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 having confidence to know that god doesn't abandon us at that moment say well good luck with that one yeah i'm going for a cup of tea <laughs> yeah. or the holy spirit the holy we have to say is holy spirit what you, what are you what's god saying what yeah. are you saying through this for yeah. this person and then you get a picture yeah or you get a a view something you know and then you have the confidence at that and this is the, what we've talked about so often the first mm. thought that comes mm. to our mind mm. when we've asked is mm. god mm. Mm. the second thought that comes to our mind will probably be a negative and we yes. know who that is yeah it's the enemy it's not god confusing us yeah. it's the enemy and it's learning to be confident yeah. that God yeah. is speaking to us, yeah. and then sharing it with someone. Yeah, yeah. and, and, yeah. and you know, that takes faith. Yes, it's activating our faith. Yeah, and sharing. And yeah. we don't get it right all the time, but we're learning mm. to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's that still small voice. Isn't yes, it? definitely. Yes, definitely. Which is why the enemy has tried so hard to make us busy. Yeah, it's tuning out that noise and just yeah, meditating or whatever, just being somewhere quiet. Yeah. Does does allow you to. And in in our talking now, mm. let's be, be truly confident. Yeah. Okay, God is at the centre of this conversation. That's the only reason we're here, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And we're you see we're glorifying God yeah. in everything that we're talking about. It's a really good you know? point. And also, but what? But why is he? Or how is he at the centre? Because he's in me, yeah, he's in you, he's absolutely. in you. He can't not. Yeah. I mean, we know lots of people who are born again, but God doesn't naturally come out of. I think it's fair to say. But he's in there, but he's they just in don't. There. So, I was, but I, the reason I say that, it. I was going to say, 
because God's in me, He naturally comes out of me. Well, no. I think I think it's not. Yeah, you, you'd agree that's, either. That's the power of getting together with other yeah. Christians, isn't it? And, and, and it's and learning, having conversations. It's, yeah, and have a relationship with Him yourself. Yeah. So then, and learning about Him because as you learn yes. about Him, then what you, you know what you're saying is yes, learning the character, learning His character. character. Yeah, because the character of God is good. He's a good God. So that you, you then become confident that when you're saying something good towards someone, yeah. that it, it's God behind it. If you're trashing someone, yeah. that ain't God. Because God never discourages. Never, no. ever, ever, ever discourages. Mm. I mean, people will say that he, you know, he, he strips us off a bit. You know, when he doesn't. No, no he yeah. doesn't. No. Under no circumstances no. does God do that. Because mm. God remembers our sins no more mm. and that's you know this is going back for, for the listener and for us to be reminded it's 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 why it's so important to believe that God's word is true always and never returns void mm. if you don't believe that if you if you question some of the word of God then you have got big big problems because then you've got to try and pick and choose what's of God and what isn't. Yeah. And good luck with that one. Whereas if you know that the word of God is, is, is the word of God. And you submit to it. And you and submit to it. Yeah. Then it makes life so much simpler, doesn't it? Does it? Make it, it does make it simpler. <laughs> yes. there's, no, there's no doubt about it. And, and well, stuff starts. Yeah, no, well, Satan's got you, hasn't, hasn't he? If you start thinking, oh, I only believe yes. 99% of the word. That's it. Or whatever percent. <laughs> Yeah, or what, or one percent, or what, yeah. but but we all, none of us have got it down totally, you know. Obviously, no, no. I know and we have our bad moments, don't we? Sometimes? Well, uh, or, or or maybe how bad is this? Knowing a hundred percent, yeah, I don't know that everyone would ever know the word hundred percent in the sense that they know all truth. Maybe Paul did; he kind of alluded to that, didn't he? But you know all truth, but you're not doing it. Mm. That's another matter as well. You know, people know that um, there are definitely people out there who know we should be ministering healing to people, Christians. They know they know that that's God's will. They know they should be doing it, but they just don't want to. Because it's, and I, we all like, so it's not a criticism of us. It's just we're talking about mindsets, aren't we, and attitudes, and trying to kind of break them down as well, yep. and expose them a bit, and say, look, that's not God's heart. Uh, how do we continue with like spiritual maturity? Then, um, you know, I still consider myself in that baby phase, you know, spiritually unmature, and you know, you can only be on like. Using an analogy, baby milk so often, mm. and you've got to kind of you want go solids. more to solids. And yeah. How do you? The enemy. If, it, if it's just me, I'm, I've got this monologue in my head when I'm praying, and that's fair enough. I'll, I'll receive some revelation and stuff, but I do want to push on and you know be able to help other people. It's well, that's what. What do you do? Well, certainly you, not. Certainly not quitting. Yeah. <laughs> how about that for no, a start but no. I'm, not, I'm not saying you are near that at all but I'm just saying that's what happened that's what low oh, well, we, oh, how about people very close to us um, have, have in inverted commas quit in the sense that they've stepped back from when, when that when that squeeze comes it's classic isn't it when that challenge comes when that squeeze comes what comes out is that classic so so, but, but thank God you're, you're with good company <laughs> And you've got your establishing a relationship with God yourself, so that when we're not here, it's the same with us. When mm. when we're not here, you can stand on your own two feet. Uh, and when difficulties come, you're like, ah, me and God are cool. This it's okay. Yeah. 
Mm. I'm kind of over that thing. Like I feel I don't have to justify myself to God, or it's not that's based good. on works or anything. That's genius. That's that's, that is a great place to be. That's a pretty good place to be. That's a lot of pressure off, kind of thing. Um, I've only got there recently, and even now I'll fluctuate with it. And it's yeah. only because of the grace message that Jeremy really has brought. Part of it is coming to the end of yourself as well. Just thinking. Yes. Yeah, I can't physically put or mentally put any more effort into <laughs> into this. You just got to accept that you you are righteous and you've been saved and God loves you as you are. The law so was brought in. The yeah. law, which is Old Testament, was brought in to bring you to the end of yourself, so that you looked to Him. Yeah. People got it completely wrong. Unfortunately, the Jews got it completely mm. wrong and thought that it was about a way of attaining righteousness, but it mm. wasn't. It was. It was. A, but that's the irony. They were so broken mm. they couldn't even see that mm. that was. So when you're at the end of yourself and you're with people who can go, oh, that's where you go, or you've got a relationship with God yourself, or you can open the word up and go, because I've done it. I mean, how many times in the last year, two years, five years, have we been challenged individually on our own? You know, when there's mm. no one else around, yeah. it's just me on my own. Mm. And what, where, where, have you, where have you gone in uh, those times? To the bottle? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, you haven't, have you? You've gone, you've no, gone I haven't, but I, I've had the odd drink when I felt like it. Oh, yeah, but there's, there, but there's that and there's going down the corner and getting a... Look, it doesn't matter where you are along that journey path, right? You will sometimes make mistakes. You know, you know, I hope, hope for it. Well, you know... It's got to be fair to assume that there comes a point when you, you know, you can walk perfectly in terms of your mind and your body. Mm. But I, I suspect between you and me and the gatepost that that isn't attainable until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm. So until then, it's a walk of grace. It, until then, it's it's the knowledge that you're always in mm. in fellowship with Father because you put your faith in His Son, and and that makes everything worthwhile as far as God's concerned mm. you know so he's chuffed to bits with us and he, he wants us to mature and mm. maturity takes time and yeah. you know I'm sorry it takes time it and, and and none of us will attain yeah. total maturity Bill and I guess it's learning to accept God's love a bit as well what what I mentioned before with yeah, the Womack thing I was listening to. So, with marriage, you've got to stop that attitude of you know correcting your partner and um, feeling they're not up to this standard or, or trying to change mm -hmm. them because that that's a path to nowhere. Um, but so you've got to demonstrate your unconditional love mm -hmm. to your partner. Um, and he gave the example: if you know you're not happy with one spouse, you can get rid of them, get another one, but it'll be exactly the same. They're not going to sort of improve the situation. You could have no. three, four spouses, and then you end up living on your own, and you don't even because you don't love yourself. Yeah, or receive God's love. You yeah, receive yeah, God's love. Yeah, you receive God's love. Then you're going to be in equally as bad position. So you've got to get you know yourself right and receiving yeah. God's love to be able to kind of give it. And, so and so the how, way how do you get there? And you you get that by getting to know Him. You know, by spending time with him, and and spending time with Father, is is getting into the Word, and there's no doubt about it. For such a long time, for me, God's Word was really hard. Mm. I didn't understand it, and it, you know, the more I didn't understand it, the, the more frustrated I became. <laughs> the less I wanted to go to the Word. Yeah. 
So you need to ask the Holy Spirit. When that that was the key to for me. Mm. Only five or six years ago. I, I, I'm just guessing the time scale. But when I it was probably even shorter than that. Um, when I realised that He was there to help me. He was there to give me revelation mm. of what I was looking for. That God isn't trying to make life difficult for us. Mm. That He wants to bless us yeah. and to give us a good future. Yeah not to harm us then you realize that he's only got good things for us mm. so he wants us to understand him better mm. Mm. we just need to ask him and then he will give us revelation mm. how about this god has shown me this you can't depend on god which is what he wants us to do until you know how good he is well you can but it's made much easier to rely on god when you know how good he is yes until that point it's Absolutely. like i'm not gonna am i really gonna lean back into this chair if I thought as I did the thing's going to collapse I mean come on you're not going to do it you're going to sit straight up like that <laughs> yeah. mm. so, same principle God when we know how good he is that's when you learn to rely on him that's when we learn to rely on him when we learn to rely on him we learn how good he is know that he'll provide everything for you yeah, yeah. but only like you say when we do the word and we trust him that's obviously when we see him come through mm. so that it grows like in the Old Testament, it talks about line upon line, precept upon precept, which is what, it's like building a wall. And what Isaiah's talking about there is that that's how we get revelation. That's, it isn't, it can be that instant thing, can't it, Jeremy? In a moment, oh, light bulb moment. We'll yeah, absolutely. That. But I think the sustaining stuff, probably, because we still have to do something with that revelation, yeah. don't be that instant thing. We still have to do something with it, don't we? We have to share it. Share it? We have to share it. You see, if we keep it to ourselves, it, it, it can't mm. grow. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you're sowing, you see? And it it's grows in you, doesn't it? It, and grows it grows in you. It does, in it you. grows in me. As, as you share it. Right, absolutely. You know, when mm. I shared the, the, you know, I do, do not sin, mm. you know, I was, I was so scared about what I was going to be confronted with. And I was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it, 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 it put me off. Oh, that's I, courage. I mean, that's Jesus. But I, but I knew, <laughs> and... And that was important. Mm. Me, it was the first step of me believing mm. what God was saying to me by sharing it. I mean, you wouldn't be sharing it if it wasn't from God. You, you just no, <laughs> no way. You, you wouldn't be doing it. Like, That's good sign in itself. It's nearly an hour, so um, it's been great. I always is. I love, I love these sessions, yeah, and I hope that the listeners got some benefit from it. Thank you very much for listening to us and. Um, We'll speak again soon.